0: From SocialService.SG, I'm Yao. If you're not on the Telegram channel Open Geo, you might be missing out on the latest events and causes in Singapore's social sector But in addition to learning more about the initiative how do we sustain the interests of youths and young adults in these social events and causes? In our conversation with core team member Amos Liu we also talk about his personal volunteerism journey and some challenges Open Geo faces Amos, so now OpenChill has close to 4,300 subscribers on Telegram and every week the team features events in the social sector. So what led the team to start the initiative and what also prompted you to to join in the first place?
1: Yeah, thanks Lingle for for the question. Yeah, I wasn't the one who uh, actually started the uh, initiative. So a bit of uh, background. Amelia was the founder of uh, OpenChill. I joined, in, I joined as a volunteer in February 2021. It's about six months after she started the initiative. So um, she started the initiative because she felt a sense of connection uh, with the people she met in the events uh, that she went to. Yeah. And then she started to she started a poll on her Instagram asking if people would like to join uh, a Telegram channel related to a social event. Uh, related to social events, and then uh, there was like hundred uh, percent people saying that they would definitely join. So OpenJoy born out of very spontaneous nature, and there wasn't a very clear uh, plan initially. Yeah. So how I chance upon OpenJoy was, uh, of course, its Telegram channel Yeah, and then uh, I came. I actually came from uh, the A level business background. And then uh, after that, I chose to major in social work so as to work in the social service sector. Uh, due to having studied in both the social uh, social work and business, uh, I've always been very interested right, in how business models and social causes can come together and make a sustainable impact. And I was always look, uh, on a lookout to find out more. And that's where I, uh, I think... I forgot who, it was like two oh, to three years back, someone forwarded the Open Geo Telegram channel to me. And then I realized, oh, there's so many events uh, that caught my eye and it comprises of uh, many organizations that came from uh, charities to social enterprises to ground-up initiatives, sharing about uh, uh, different uh, events, that organizing different events that, that really uh, enticed me to attend them. Uh, and then slowly, as I joined, six, uh, as I joined, go for more events. Six months later, uh, OpenChill actually called out for volunteers. And I thought, oh, actually it's quite interesting. Like what uh, I, I, it was also kind of curious to me. Uh, I, I was quite curious like, basically, on like, how do this telegram channel run? And uh, and also I would like to have more conversations in this space. So that, that implies me to, to join and volunteer for them. And then slowly, I get more involved in the organizing, in uh, outreaching to more people, and I became one of the core team members. So, in OpenGL, uh, I'm actually uh, in charge of community outreach, meaning I get more people to, to be aware about our Telegram channel, about our community. And I do this through social media management, forging meaningful partnerships with, with uh, different stakeholders. Now, thereafter, uh, I also started up Volunteer Kill, another Telegram channel that shares meaningful volunteering opportunity for people to volunteer. At uh, after you know they go for events and they find out more about the different social causes. Mm-hmm. So I think one one thing that really really motivates me to, to continue in in volunteering for Open Q is uh, my ex my encounter with the first my first encounter with Flat. In Singapore. Yeah, I remember it was about two years back. Uh, I did my home visit through work life. Uh, I did my first home visit to the rental flat. And I was very, very shocked at how small the space of a rental flat is. And I'm also very shocked at the, the, the income inequality situation in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then thereafter I, I never looked back. I continue volunteering and stay on to work in the social sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one phrase in one of the events that I remember very, very prominently is how you can't unsee what you see. Yeah. And I think after having that awareness, that first awareness, first time uh, experience and awareness, it really drives me to, to spend more time in this space, be it through professional capacity or be it through volunteering. I think similarly with how Amelia started, Open wanting to spread this connection. Uh, I also want to spread this kind of spirit to more people uh, and more youths in Singapore.
0: So let's kind of jump on the point you mentioned about continuing through volunteerism, right? Because Mm -hmm. you volunteered while you were schooling, you volunteered Mm -hmm. through university, and now you're volunteering through work as well. So what are some of the personal challenges in terms of balancing volunteerism Mm -hmm. and your other many life commitments?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm a part-time student, so meaning I have to juggle work, studying, and, and volunteering. Initially, it was very, very tough because it was my first... In the first year, it was very tough mm-hmm. la, because university modules don't know what to expect. The academic rigor uh, was like three, three, three to four-folds. And uh, yeah, it was really a struggle in the first year. I I quite a bit of difficulty to... to uh adapt. But then slowly uh, after the first year as I eased into the modules, I, I slowly got used to it. And I think all this being able to, to balance all this is also due to like you know support from the friends, from my friends, from the team in OpenGL, uh, from the community where I volunteer like, I volunteer in also other initiatives. And usually those places I have quite strong support like, from people. Uh, whereby, you know, when I cannot make it, they will cover me. If they cannot make it, and I can cover them. So I think um, all this cannot be done like, without the support of, of the people around me. Um, of course, there are some challenges along the way. Like there are times where I thought like, yeah, like why do, like why take on so much, right? But then I, I also thought about it like, uh, I find it quite interesting like how people perceive volunteering as work. Uh, but to me, right, volunteering is just, I perceive volunteering to be like a leisure activity that I chose to partake in because I enjoy it. So it can be, it can be compared to people, you know, choosing to watch movie, choosing to go for high tea to Netflix and do hybrid and other things uh, that brings them joy. And and volunteering is something that I feel is meaningful to me that um, that's able to bring the same kind of uh, I don't know what term to use. The same kind of recuperating energy to me. Yeah. But then, of course, there's always trade-off, right? Like, you know, I will have to sacrifice my social life. I have to sacrifice my weekends. The, the only time I have for rest, which is like weekends. And I think what the most important trade-off uh, I, I gave up is really the campus life. Like people have campus university life while I'm out, while I'm like working and like volunteering. But then all these, I think, are meaningful to me. And at the end of the day, uh, I gain like more, I gain experiences. I gain, I learn a lot from all these, yeah, from integrating my learning in school uh, and working and volunteering. La. I think...
0: This is going to, I think you alluded to some of this, and I, I think I'm going to push you a bit more because we know from a survey by the National Volunteer and Venture Center that only 27% of young adults each 25 to 34 years old volunteer, and you are in the age group, so you are a young adult. And then what they found was that in 2018, the proportion of those who is under the national average of 29%, in fact, since data was first collected in 2000, um, those in the 25 to 34 years, year-old each group has been persistently lower, have persistently lower rates of volunteerism compared to the overall population, right? So in thinking about that and also tapping upon what you just shared, um, what's been your observations from Open Geo and other volunteer organizations of the challenges faced by others looking to balance volunteerism and other life commitments and their other life commitments?
1: Yeah, I think time management is definitely one. Like probably during holidays, people are more free then people want to give back, want to look for things to do like in general, and, and they, they will start to you know, sign up to volunteer at causes that they may be interested in. But then when when, when their modules kick in, when life gets a bit more hectic, I think it requires a lot of like time management uh, and discipline like, and also the, the preparation to, to sacrifice your weekend instead of sleeping in to actually come in to, to continue volunteering and sticking to what you sign up for. And I think um, in openjo we have it a lot easier like, because our volunteering can be done remotely. Like Telegram channel uh, is actually true online. Uh, the only physical presence that, that's needed is usually only when we run events or when we go for meetings with potential partners and things like that. Uh, so I think OpenCho is... Uh, we have it a lot easier than the rest of the volunteering spaces. Another challenge I think is having a strong community and support is really, I think, something that keeps one going. Like for usually people volunteer, the the typical volunteering commitments look like befriending seniors, uh, tutoring kids, or mentoring youths. Uh, But then these are usually done on a one-to-one capacity. And then there's usually not in, not really in a team setting where you can get that kind of friendship. You can gain friendship from the experience. I mean, there's friendship between the volunteer and the the beneficiary per se, but there's no, yeah like you don't really have a community that you could go to and look forward to going. Yeah. So I think that's also one of the challenge uh, that sense of belonging, I think, is very important when people are looking to sustain volunteering and their life commitment because volunteering is very pro bono, right? You you, you are really giving up your time with no return. Yeah. And usually, if, if they don't find this sense of belonging through volunteering, then they would find a sense of belonging through their friends, which is they will go out on weekends to hang out and things like that. Yeah.
0: The 2018 survey I reference, published by the National Volunteer and Philanthropy Center, is the biennial individual giving study. A link to the survey is in the show notes. In thinking about, more specifically about OpenJill, when does OpenJill see itself, right, in terms of building a... Um, in the the team's words, building a learning community of Singaporeans who care about social causes. So what's been the most difficult in trying to expand Mm -hmm. the community and in building the team to facilitate even future expansion, right? You talked about OpenJU and now Mm -hmm. there's VolunteerJU as well. So Mm -hmm. what's been some of the challenges and what's been most difficult?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. I think one of the greatest challenges is to really define our vision. Because we don't have direct beneficiaries, like other ground-up organizations and charities, Right, it's very hard to share this idea or pitch this idea of community organizing with an impact because people usually will think like, hey, but you don't serve anyone, how are you making an impact? And I think these are also some questions that we also sometimes get from new volunteers, like, oh, so what's the impact that you all are, you are, are do? you are having in the space. And, and sometimes that also shake, shake us lah, whether you know what we do is meaningful or not. And uh, having a very, very clear vision uh, is something uh, that we struggle with. In fact, this year, we actually came together and we look at our vision. So now in the past, our vision was to build a learning community of uh, people who care about social causes. But we realized, Um, That's not enough. Uh, Other than learning, other than having awareness, it's also about taking action, right? To build that civic, uh, to build more civic uh, participation. So recently, we have shifted our vision to uh, a strong community network, engaging young people to learn about social causes and contribute back to community. So uh, we have a few pillars. So we spread awareness through online platforms like our Telegram channels, uh, Instagram, our podcast. Uh, and we also have personal development where we share some of the personal development materials that we go personal development materials that we gain from the causes that we go uh, to our volunteers as a way of uh, appreciating them. I mean, if they are interested. Yeah. And we also, the last pillar is to have, uh, is the community building pillar where we run events uh, to cut co- to provide the space for people to, to converse and connect. Yeah. Uh, another uh, uh, yeah, so vision is one of them, right? Another, diff- uh, another difficult thing we, we have is also as at some point of time, our subscriber numbers on our Telegram channel will stagnate, right? And to intentionally scale it, uh, it's quite difficult due to limited bandwidth. Like all of us, we all have our own full-time job, full-time studies. And to to really scale the numbers would take a lot of effort through running events consistently. So, like running one-time event is is not as it's not very helpful. Running consistent events uh, is required to scale the numbers. And probably even going for engagement talks in schools. And we are actually offered some of these opportunities, but sometimes it's very hard to coordinate or to leverage on these opportunities because. We all have work during working hours. So then we realized that, okay, probably we, we, we it's okay to not have the, the quantity and more important to look at the quality of the people, of the community. So instead of just uh, thinking about outreach, we're now focusing more on engagement. And I think COVID-19 has uh, shown us clearly that we don't need uh, space, we don't need uh, we don't need to run a physical event, basically, to have, to have conversations uh, on social issues. Now, with Zoom, it's a lot easier to organize. Yeah, So that's another difficulty where, you know, limited bandwidth uh, and we actually have to shift our focus. And I think lastly, is as the team grows in number, right, so now we actually have 18 volunteers and we, we just finished our recruitment exercise. So as we do more things, as we try more new things, uh, we need more manpower. As the team grow in number, communication is even more important to to be tightened and for people to not work in silo teams because they need to see the bigger picture and to also connect the dots of how different teams, of of how how the work of different teams actually integrate together and contribute to the larger vision. Mm-hmm.
0: and I was going to say thanks for reminding me about the, um, the podcast I think that was part of the inspiration I remember watching one of the team's podcasts first before we started um, running this in the first place so I should, should mention that and I want to end with a final question which is centering you as, a, as an individual as a, as a volunteer where do you see yourself as a volunteer in the social service sector in the future?
1: So I see volunteering as a way for me to be working outside the system and outside tr- traditional norms of how things uh, is usually done yeah uh, volunteering is a space where i get to try new things to experiment to fail and also a space to fail yeah and most importantly uh, to see alternative ways of doing things beyond how things have always been done yeah and of course i i kind of get a sensing of how things are usually done being a uh, being someone working in the social service sector. Yeah. And I think, of course, uh, I hope to be the bridge uh, to, to connect resources between the, the more ground-up space and the more formal social service space. Yeah. And I've actually done a few during COVID-19 where I engage some contacts I have through OpenChill to, to get some resources for some of my clients at work. and, and I think. That is that's something I wouldn't have done. That wouldn't be possible without you know uh, volunteering outside of work. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Imas. Thank you for um sharing about your personal experience. Thank you for sharing about um the, the challenges that that opened your faces and through which I think helps us understand some of the challenges in the broader sector as well. And I think it illuminates a lot of the issues and potential in the future as well. So thank you very much. Thank you.